Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. It is a great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here on our show. Hey, um, it is just more than um, the same old, same old going on in Washington, D.C. There's no question about that. Yeah, but there's a question that uh, Buchanan asked, that uh, Pat Buchanan asked, um, and it is, is Trump facing a 60s style Revolt, and and you know what? When you think about it, um, <laughs> we we hear news that the world's one of the premier terrorists in the world is dead, and you know, this president gave the green light for it. He green lit it uh, for the uh, killing of Al Baghdadi, but yet. You have even James Clapper <laughs> saying, well, you know, taking out Osama bin Laden was much more important. <laughs> the backhandedness. Yeah, it is just so backhanded. What is going on? The, the, the libs were even calling him, uh, you know, scholarly and all of this type type of stuff. You know, that was going on. And uh, the president goes to uh, the, the fifth game of the World Series between Washington Nationals and Houston Astros. And uh, as his face was flashed on the big screen, the stadium erupted with people booing and chanting, impeach Trump, lock him up? Huh? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's why that's why I'm saying to you that we are, are living in a, a situation where Buchanan may very well be right. Trump may be facing an all out 60s type revolt. Listen, that Trump is not cheered at a, a D.C. baseball game is. um not really um, is not odd. 
for the spectators are not working class Trumpians. Okay. Uh, Those tickets at the world series, they cost hundreds of dollars. Some even thousands. And, and the spectators are drawn from a town that gave Donald Trump only 4% of the vote in 2016. So, you know, you, you, you can't really let that particular incident be uh, your sole purpose of, of the way you judge that. You know, I mean, after all, it is that area of the country. It was the swamp. So naturally, the swamp is going to boo Donald Trump. So that wasn't really all of that. However, it was absolutely telling about the type of people that uh, call themselves Democrats and people who support the Democrat Party. The mutual distrust in, in, the, in that city, there, our, our capital city, when, when, when Trump told the press yesterday morning that he had not alerted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to the impending U.S. raid because he was afraid it would leak. Never, ever, ever before has this level of distrust been so prevalent among the two parties, the president and the the, the legislature, legislature, maybe uh, back in the Jacksonian days, maybe, maybe so. But I, 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 I never in modern time, not in modern time. Has this ever been not since we've had electricity (laughs) Has this ever been at this level? You are president of the United States. Okay, check this out. You're president of the United States. You have a vice president. Of course, you have the speaker of the house who is, by the way, in case you didn't know, you should know this third in line. Nancy Pelosi right now is third in line to the presidency of the United States. She's third in line. I'm sure Mike Pence knew. There is no question that Pence knew. But number three, the third in line, the Speaker of the House, did not have a clue, and she did not have a clue for good reason. Because she would have leaked it. She would have ran back to uh, her various committee members and said, we have got to stop this. She would have gone to CNN, MSNBC, not her personally, but she would have leaked it to them. They would have leaked it to their Middle East comrades. And the operation would have failed and they would have been glad that it failed. They would have been glad that it failed. The reason I know they would have been glad that it failed is because they're glad 
they're sad that it succeeded. I know they've been glad that it failed because they are sad that it succeeded. Alternate universe. I was saying, talking to Scott McKay about that, that alternate. We live in an alternate universe right now. It is absolutely insane. And I can't help but consider scripture saying to us, Paul warning us in his epistles that the, the day would come when uh, evil would be called good. The apostles uh, warning us in their epistles that evil would be good, be, be uh, called good and good would be evil. And that's where you are. Everything that uh, about the Democrat platform is evil. Everything. Uh, And what makes the rest of it so evil is the fact that the stalwarts, the cornerstones of their foundation rest upon murder of innocent life. That is the cornerstone of the Democrat platform, and that is Roe versus Wade being upheld. Yeah. The reason why Brett Kavanaugh, who is a decent man, yeah, was maligned, attacked, and nearly brought down. The reason why that occurred R.V. Wade, Roe v. Wade. He would never have been attacked that way had he not been a judge who was firmly, or at least as far as we can see now, we're going to be able to find something out here real soon about Kavanaugh. There's some things that sometimes just appear to be not all that where Kavanaugh is concerned, but he was certainly not all that the Democrats were wanting you to believe about him. No, he was never any of that. But we're going to find out real soon where he's at as far as being genuine and real about his faith. Okay? But never before. Have we 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 been to this place and it's not going to go away, although I certainly hope it doesn't go away before the elections take place in 2020. Because, uh, quite frankly, Democrats have no clue. Just how tired Americans are of their escapades. (laughs) Oh, man, Al Sharpton yesterday opens uh, an interview by saying, do we know just how much the Russians do? Do we have any idea how much the Russians may have been involved in the killing of al-Baghdadi? How were they involved? 
<laughs> so break that down for just a second. Something good happens. And there is a possibility that uh, our arch nemesis let us use their airspace as support for this attack. And um, we discover that the Russians hate al-Baghdadi as much as anyone else does on this planet. And so they decide to cooperate with taking down a terrorist strongman. And ordinarily, now this is all the evil being called, uh, a good being called evil and evil good. This is all a part of that. And the, apparently, the progressive liberal media believe that somehow, since the Russian government let us use their airspace in support of taking down Baghdadi, which means that instead of letting Pelosi know about this attack, Putin knew about the attack. Does that give you any indication whatsoever just how far apart Nancy Pelosi and the president of the United States are? Pelosi did not know about the impending attack on uh, al-Baghdadi, but Vladimir Putin did. Does that give you any indication? And, and check this out now. Apparently, Vladimir Putin was not interested in leaking this information. Apparently, the Kremlin, the Russian uh, uh, military, who had to know that the Americans were coming into their space and probably needed to know for what cause, they knew but Pelosi's Democrats did not because they posed to us a security threat because of their leaks. The president couldn't trust them. And then they have the audacity to ask well, just how much were the Russians involved? They were involved enough for us to get the job done. Whereas we were afraid of y'all. We were afraid of the Democrats. We were afraid Pelosi would mess it up. So we were able to tell the vice president and select Republicans. We were able to tell Vladimir Putin that this was going to go down, but we could not possibly let Pelosi know anything about it. And she's miffed. Well, you know what? You brought it on yourself. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you, you brought this on yourself. 
this lack of trust thing. You and Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, you brought it on yourself. And life in Washington, D.C., from this point on, will never be the same. Now, voters, according to Marco Rubio, and we're going to take this up when we come back after the break, did not elect Democrats to impeach Donald John Trump. Are you hearing me? Marco Rubio hit hit, hit the nail on, on, on the head. He slammed uh, the continued impeachment inquiry in the House about being a political exercise. And that's what it is. And it's not a good one. If it was actually about something and there was actually something there to actually to, to really sink your teeth in. I could actually see this. And, and maybe it's a holdover from me being, <clears throat> you know, not really understanding the Trump candidacy uh, from the beginning. I really didn't think President Trump would turn out to be a go- as good a president as he's turned out to be. I didn't know that we could actually trust a man to keep his word, a, po- a person who we elect to any po- political office to actually keep their word. I know several. Don't get me wrong. I know many. To tell you the truth, Mike Johnson being one of them, who's going to be a guest of ours tomorrow, he is a man who keeps his word. Okay? President Trump is a man who keeps his word. Mike Pence does his best to keep his word. Yeah. But I didn't know that President Trump would turn out to be that president that would keep his word. And he has turned out to be that guy. And no good deed... Republicans, I'm going to talk to you about this. No good deed goes unpunished. Going to talk to you about that when I come back, because uh, you're seeing the punishment being meted out for good deeds that have been done. And um, Marco Rubio hit the nail on the head when he said to Democrat, when he slammed them about this constant impeachment, 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 impeachment. campaign your voters didn't elect you to impeach Donald Trump voters didn't send representatives to Congress to impeach President Donald Trump truer words have not been spoken we're going to talk a little bit about that When I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show, don't any of you go anywhere back in just a couple of minutes.
Patriot State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, naming all of the accomplishments that Donald Trump has had since he has become president of the United States would be numerous. If we named them and talked about each and every one of them, we would need a week of this show. And that's two hours a day to actually talk about them, unpack each and every one of them as to what this president has accomplished in the three years now that he has been nearly three years that he has been president of the United States. It is just absolutely amazing what he has accomplished. And the progressive liberals are loath to give the man any credit. What goes around uh, does in fact come around. You do reap what you have sown. That is absolutely true. And the Democrats uh, they have not learned that lesson. They don't le- they have not learned that lesson. They don't know that that is a spiritual principle that is uh, showing up very strong in this country right now. A certain uh, reaping, a reckoning of the seeds sown are coming up. And I'm not talking about in a race, racist or racial way, even though the progressive liberals in Hollywood, uh, the hypocrites leftist in Hollywood would want to turn the entire American landscape into a racial battleground. Yeah, they would love to do that a show that they uh, had on this past weekend. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it tanked. Uh, It was all about, um, you know, um, uh, white supremacy. Yeah. Somehow they think that that is something you believe is... um, uh, the, the the most important thing in our our daily um for forethought they think that white supremacy is something that you and i are absolutely enthralled with it lends itself to help you understand, help you know just how out of touch they are with the rest of America. My, my kids um, have had friends 
of other colors all the time. That's all you see on um, television these days. But let me let me say this to you, though. Pay close attention. Even those shows, kid shows I'm talking about, try to make the in some of them I've seen you pay, pay attention to this, make the, the white kid, the villain, which in itself is counterproductive. You, you can't go back and fix what happened to mother and father, grandmother and grandfather by bringing that type of poison into the present day arena. That is that is not that is not what you want to do to heal that. You can't uh, peel the scab back and keep it. You, you just can't do it. It even even painful to think about doing that. But that's what is happening. And 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 somehow the progressive liberals believe that uh, dressing down the white race is the answer to the history's greatest problem, at least as far as they would interpret America to be. Totally wrong way to look at that. And those of you who go along with that, totally sad of you to go along with something like that. Let me tell you why. First of all, it, it, it solves nothing. It doesn't, doesn't do anything to rectify the problem and the problem itself rectifies itself in a free market system. If everyone understands how to engage the process of competition and, and when we talk about enterprise zones and uh, uh, community block grants and those types of things that the president has initiated in this country to black people who he once said to well, what do you got to lose? When you think about the opportunities that are available there for black folks that were not there under eight years of Obama, but are there three years into the Trump administration. And you think back on what he said, what have you got to lose? Well, black folks, you you have won so much since Trump has been president of the United States. But progressive liberals don't want you to think dare think it. They want you to think that this low unemployment rate and the the uh, enterprise zones and the CDBG funds, the the block funds that are there for, you know, your communities, they want you to think somehow that that came out of the Obama administration. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. The rollback of the uh, uh, the um, regulations that have created these types of jobs in America here today would never have happened under the, with the policies of president Obama. And that's one of the reasons why I did not vote for him because his policies only served to hurt folks that he claimed and certainly got most of their vote because he was black, not because he was helpful. (laughs) Huh? Oh, I'm going to give my vote to this one. I'm going to give my vote to Obama. I don't own. He's not going to help me at all, but he's black. 
Just just tell me how intelligent is that? Is that, is that intelligent at all to say something like that? Would that be intelligent at all if you heard me say something like that? Well, that's basically what you heard 97, 98 percent of black folks say when they elected Obama the second time. Oh, no, he hadn't done anything to really help us. But. He's black. That's just how ignorant that is. He's black. Well, what has he done to help you? Well, he hasn't done anything to help us. But he's black. And that's the problem with Chicago. That's the problem with the elitist in Hollywood. The identity politics is killing them. But we have decided that we're not going to let it take down the nation. And that is why, my friends, we are reelecting Donald John Trump to the White House. Because if we don't, we would have let progressive liberalism take down our republic. Yeah. So, in six swing states, the majority is opposing impeachment procedure, procedure, even though the Democrats are hell-bent. Yes, I said hell-bent <laughs> on moving forward. Yeah. Here is an indication of just how backwards everything has gotten. Um, Kevin McCarthy, who is the uh, minority leader in the, in the House of Representatives, Republican California, I prefer Jim Jordan to be the next Speaker of the House because we're going to have to decide determine that uh, here real soon. But it looks like Kevin McCarthy has the is the in the catbird seat. But uh, the speaker, McCarthy said, talking about Nancy Pelosi, tries to make everything, everything political. McCarthy was talking to reporters outside of uh, the White House, and he had Mike McCall from Texas who was flanking him. Her own statements about uh, anything are counterproductive. McCarthy was trying to put forward to storm out of a meeting, which I've watched before uh, during other crises. It is really not the ability of a speaker to, or the style of a speaker should carry as something a speaker of the house should not do but 
Nancy did it. Oh, yes, she did. Yeah, and then lied about it. Yeah. I guess Chucky walked out with her. This is a couple of weeks ago now. There's no question about it. But, folks, that's where we are. Good is evil. Evil is good. We kill one of our enemies who would certainly kill us. The progressive liberal news media calls that bad. The president of the United States uh, tells his vice president about what's happening. As far as al-Baghdadi is concerned, we're going to get him. He tells his uh, military operatives, we're going to get him. He tells Vladimir Putin that we're going to get him. But things are so bad between him and Nancy Pelosi that the president of the United States does not tell the third person in line to the presidency at this point in time, Nancy Pelosi. He doesn't tell her. Why? Because he can't trust her. And she's miffed about it. But he can't trust her. So the third in line to the presidency of the United States can't be told certain top secret things when it comes to securing our nation because she will leak it to CNN, MSNBC, and that would have ruined the entire operation. We would have failed. And they would have been glad that the operation failed. And as I said just a little bit earlier, the reason I know they would have been glad that the operation failed is because they are sad that the operation succeeded. Chuck Schumer said that the president called Pelosi a third-rate politician. And, uh, you know, she's showing herself for that to be true. Pelosi, up to, na- up to now, could have been called one of the most savvy politicians ever to have been in Washington, D.C. But she's lost her mojo. And who took it away? It wasn't Trump. It was someone it was someone in her own party who she did not even see coming. It was Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. And then Ocasio-Cortez, what she did, she naturally gravitated toward people like her. Bernie Sanders being her godfather. She gravitated toward people like her. Omar, Talib, Presley, they became the squad. And Pelosi lost her mojo. She went from being a uh, very formidable politician to, as the president is calling her now, a third-rate politician. And the speaker interjected to Trump when he called her that, I wish you were a politician, Mr. President. Then you would know the art of the possible. And that in itself, that statement within itself is an indication that Pelosi does understand why she is a politician, and that is to make things that may not seem possible, possible in a political world. But don't think for one minute you 
don't pay for it. Whenever politicians uh, exercise the art of the possible, they always exercise that art on your backs. Yes, they do. You pay for it. Whenever you see a politician go to D.C., um, and <laughs> get rich when they were not with before, not unless they were rich before they got there. Okay. Whenever you see that happen, they were exercising the possible. Yeah. And you usually always lose in that scenario. You, you, you always lose. Trump didn't need anything from us when he became president of the United States. Nothing. Oh, Barack Obama needed a, a legacy. Yeah, he did. He needed a legacy. The same thing with um, W, George W. Bush. Even though he had plenty of money, you know, the family had plenty of money, he was there to carry on a legacy. Yeah. And when we're talking about um, a legacy that's being left behind, I touched on it when I first opened the second hour. And that is the, the fact that liberals, hypocritical leftist, and elitist liberals will make it their business in these next 12 months to have the most anti-white messages that they can possibly have. I referenced a series. It's a new HBO series that will probably be canned soon. It is called Watchmen. And um, what this series is about, what it's all about, is making sure that young people who are much coming along today, beginning to evolve in their various lives, have a negative connotation of white America. And my question is right now to white America, what has happened to y'all's backbone? Y'all used to have, it, has it been politically corrected out of you? You see, you see, even though black people think they, they have a backbone uh, demanding reparations and all that, that's, that's stupid. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. If it's never going to happen, it doesn't take any backbone to ask for it. Yeah, I was just asking the question to white America, what has happened to your backbone? You, has it been politically corrected out of you? You used to have black backbone. Black people used to have actual backbone in standing up for certain rights to compete. Now you think that it takes backbone to ask the government for reparations. And I'm telling you, it doesn't. Because that's stupid. You'll never get reparations. It's never going to happen. It takes no backbone to ask for something that you know is not going to happen. And if you believe that somehow the government is going to give the children of chattel slaves in this country millions and millions, perhaps billions of dollars when they when you're asking them in that same breath not to give the families of the 750,000 men who lost their lives freeing the slaves any money, you are delusional. So it takes no backbone to ask for stuff that you're never going to get. Need to start asking or at least start endeavoring in real backbone endeavors or behavior. And that is going out and opening up a business. Yeah, what you're what you're hearing right now is my business. It's what I do everywhere, all around the country. And I'm talking about things that matter to Americans in a real time way, not some pie in the sky idea about one day we're going to get some reparations from for our great grandparents being slaves. No, you're not. And we need to stand up. We need to have a backbone and stand up and demand that America give us money for what they did to our great grandparents. We need to have the backbone to do that. No, it takes no backbone to ask for something that, you know, you'll never get. Well, they gave it to the Japanese. Well, that was in real time. that was in real time and that was an action against actual citizens of the country and keep in mind that even though we were here and yes we were mistreated by the government great grandfather was not a citizen my great grandfather's slave until um, the 13th 14th 15th amendment they weren't they weren't citizens 
what Roosevelt did uh, to the Japanese during World War II, he did it against American citizens for most part. You, you, you see, for some reason, and, and it's hard to understand why uh, progressive liberals cannot separate and many of, of conservatives cannot separate the real from the imagined. And when you think about us being, quote unquote, um, civil to people who come to this country illegally, you have to take into account the fact that they're here illegally. That's real. And the imagined is, is that you may say I'm a dreamer. But I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. That was a beautiful song by John Lennon. Great meaning. One of the most idealistic songs ever recorded. Imagine. But you need to understand that there is a vast, vast difference between the real and the imagined. Are you hearing me? Vast difference between the real and the imagined. The world, I know that that's that's going to be a, a one of the signals of the end time and all of that type of thing when you have a one world government. But America, we have a good thing going here. Why are we going to mess this thing up? By opening our borders to anybody who wants to come into this country and in the same breath attacking the authority figures who are there to protect our nation. How, how do you justify opening borders where any criminal can come into the nation and yet attack those who are in authority to protect the nation? You know that you're not doing yourself any good whatsoever uh, when you talk about my fellow Americans, um, the taking down of a terrorist like al-Baghdadi. When you talk negatively about that, when you talk negatively about the president of the United States, when a president of the United States is booed at a World Series event, you may think that that's some kind of backbone. That is the epitome of idiocy. You may think that people like oh, uh, Madonna and, and those types of people are some type of iconic resistance leaders. You may even think that Hillary Clinton is some kind of iconic resistance leader. You'd be wrong. They're just stupid. And, and quite frankly, I never thought uh, that uh, Hillary, old school Hillary, was that stupid. I always thought Hillary was a pretty smart woman, but I'm beginning to see just how stupid, truly, truly stupid. I'm not talking about books. No, Hillary's probably one of the smartest people that walks in the room. At least she was. 
not so much anymore, but at least she was at one time one of the smartest people who walked in the room. Bill certainly was one of the smartest people who walked in the room. But the true nature and the true character of a person is seen clearly when they cannot let go of um, a failed attempt. Huh? When they cannot let go of a failed attempt, when, when everything in their life resolves <clears throat> around that attempt. That failed. That's unhealthy. And they bring with them unhealthy vibes to certain situations. And and, and granted, granted, uh, there are some things that, uh, you know, I wish that uh, the president would not, you know, discuss or talk about, you know, at all. But he does. And he does it effectively. And I think that there is, if he's crazy, he's crazy like a fox. There's a method to his madness. Certainly is. And we've all seen it. Somehow he just keeps going and going and going. The more they come after him to take him down, the stronger he gets. And uh, if that is the modus operandi of Donald John Trump come 2020, by the time they get through taking and unloading their rifles and long guns at Donald John Trump, he is going to be so strong that uh, he's just going to mack truck over everybody. I'm going to steamroll them. But you need to be vigilant. You need to make up your mind right now. Mark it on your calendars. Election Day 2020. I think it's the 4th. Maybe the 8th. Maybe the 8th this next year of November. Find that for me. Uh, right quick, if you could. Um, that's when voting will occur. And that's when you are going to need to vote. And, and um, I, I would like to say this. I can't remember who said this, but I, I almost like to borrow it. I'm all in favor of voting day being voting day. Um, not all this absentee voting and all that kind of stuff or, you know, on, and certainly no online voting. That, that will be, um, that, that, that can turn into something very bad. Yeah. No, actually, uh, November 3rd, I'm thinking. Yeah, presidential election date is November 3rd. So mark that on your calendar now. Go ahead and uh, let whoever need to know if it's going to take you a a while to vote, that you're going to be a little late for work or, hey, you got to leave early before the polls, before the polls close, whatever. You need to do. You're going to be a little bit late back from lunch. Whatever you need to do. Because I have a feeling that turnout is going to be absolutely explosive come November 3rd, 2020. You need to be there at the polling booths to cast your vote. Make up your mind now. Mark your calendars now. November 3rd, presidential elections, 2020. 20 in America. So 
it's all going to be just fine because in the process of reaping and sowing, we have now seen quite clearly that the Democrats are reaping what they have sown and Republicans, your harvest came in very late because you are also reaping what was sown in the hearts and minds of Americans by Ronald Reagan and Bush the first. Yeah, because W, you know, even though he was there, he's president, he kind of let us down on the way. Trump is operating within the spirit of Reagan. I came from a Reaganite uh, gathering just this last weekend in South Carolina. And Republicans, you are reaping what was sown then. But you are being talked out of it by the pundits of political correctness. Find your backbone. Stand up and be counted. And stop chasing ghost black people. Black people, stop chasing the ghost of Mississippi. There's nothing tangible there. And there's nothing to be had. Well, that's the show for today. It's been a quick show. And um, with whatever difficulties we may experience sometimes, folks, live radio is, in fact, an adventure. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds and until I'm able to talk to you again I'm CL and my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is simply this that God will bless and keep you all